I'm Cole Phillips, and I want to welcome you to another exciting installment of Leadership Factory, where we are building leaders with purpose. And uh, as we talk about leadership, I want to give us a solid definition to begin with, and I would define it like this. Leadership is influencing people to give their best toward a defined goal. That's it. That's simply leadership, influencing people to give their best toward a defined goal. And as a leader, you get to envision that goal. You get to picture that goal and set it out in front of people and lead and motivate them to move forward together. And a lot of times we struggle with this as leaders. Sometimes the struggle is, am I really a leader? Do I have what it takes to influence others? And I want to talk about that today, how we can answer God's call to lead, because really leadership is God's idea. God is not only the ultimate leader himself, but he has also called us to lead. And when you go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, you'll see in Genesis 1.26 that we were born to lead. We were created to lead. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. And so this says we were created in the image of God. And what that means is that we were created to lead. We see that he says, let them reign. They will reign over all of the earth. And God gave us this authority, and ultimately that means that we need to be comfortable filling these two areas. The first one is we need to be comfortable and accept our position under the authority of God. In fact, in order to be a great leader, you've got to first understand how to be a great follower. Those two things go together. There are no great leaders who don't understand that they are under authority. But then the second position is to take your place of authority And what authority really means is uh, to take care of uh, all that God has created. Uh, And we want to be able to lead like God leads in a caring way. And when God calls us to do something, He equips us to do it. So you can know that God won't call you to do something that He hasn't equipped you to do. And you can lead because God has created you. He's commanded you to be a leader And that leadership is going to be unique to you based on your own gifts and personality. But you can lead some people in some area. And so I want us to kind of focus in on a leader in the Bible, one of the great leaders in the Bible, uh, Moses. When he met God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 and 4, he felt so... uh, unqualified and inadequate and unprepared to do what God had called him to do. And most of us have these same excuses in our lives. We have these same thoughts going around in our head. We have lots of excuses. And when God called Moses, he had five excuses in particular why he couldn't lead. And I want us to look at how God responds to each of these excuses, because these are the same excuses we make. The first one is this. Who am I? In Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, it says, But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? And God answered, I will be with you, 
and this is your sign that I'm the one who sent you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. You know, Moses was struggling with who he was. He says, who am I? This is about his identity. He really didn't know who he was or fully understand and embrace what God had placed within him, what he was capable of doing. He couldn't see it. Maybe he had bought into the labels that other people had placed on him that that made him feel unqualified, or maybe the lies that he believed about himself. He thought, God, you've obviously got the wrong guy. God, are you sure you should choose me? Are you sure I'm the one to do this? And here's how God responded to him. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters who I am. I've called you and I am with you. And this really takes real humility in our life to really receive who we are in Jesus. Because, you know, in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis wrote this, one of my favorite quotes. He said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. What we're really doing when we say, who am I, is we're not thinking too less of ourselves. We're thinking too much of ourselves. Uh, as if it all depends on us. It doesn't. God says, I have called you and I will be with you. And then the second excuse is this. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Moses protested in verse 13. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, well, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. Here was Moses' struggle. He was not drawing close to God. He didn't know God well enough to talk with him to other people or talk about him to other people. And he he just wasn't walking closely with God. He had a very weak relationship with God. And God said to him, to this excuse, he says, I am who I am. And it's important for us as leaders to say, I'm going to prioritize my walk with God because that's where we get our vision. That's where we get our strength. That's where we get our encouragement. And and it's just so important that we're connected closely with God, that we're prioritizing that, spending time with Him daily in His Word, talking with Him. Um, And so that's that's the response to excuse number two. But excuse number three is this, the, the fear of what if they don't? listen. What if they don't listen to, to me, to you? Moses protested again in, in verse one. He said, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then they will believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, really has appeared to you. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside the cloak, and when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. Now put your hand back in your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in, and we took it out again. It was as healthy as the rest of his body. The Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they'll be convinced by the second sign. If they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, 
then take some water from the Nile River, pour it out on the dry ground, and when you do, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. And Moses was afraid. He struggled with that fear of man. What are people going to think? How are they going to respond? And so often, we're more worried about what other people are going to think than we are about what God is going to think. We need to obey God rather than worry about people's responses. I mean, what's the very worst that can happen to us? Paul said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Uh, that's, that's the worst, but that's the greatest as well. We, we like to think people's response to our leadership depends on our own abilities. But think about how in the Old Testament, God spoke through Balaam's donkey. And if he can use a donkey, he can use me and he can use you. So we do what we can do, but we trust God for the results. And uh, we, we take what we have in our hands, we give it to him. And even if it's little, it can be much when it is in God's hands. Here's how God responds to this. What if they don't listen? What if they don't respond? God says, I'm all that you need. And when I'm finished... You can trust me. They're going to listen. They're going to listen when I'm done. And then excuse number four is this. He says, but I don't have the right skills. You know, you got to have good skills, right? But he says, I don't have the right skills. And Exodus 4 verse 10 says, but Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or don't speak, hear or don't hear, see or don't see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. Moses, he felt less than, he felt unprepared. And it is important that we develop our, our skills and our abilities and that we're great at what we do. But never make the mistake of depending on your own abilities. It's actually in our weakness that Jesus is seen most clearly. And when somebody has great skills, you know, we might get impressed with them. But many times we think, oh, I could never do that. You see, we can impress from a distance, but we can only influence up close and personal And when you get up close, you begin to see the cracks, you begin to see the flaws, the weaknesses, but we see people up close and personal, and it's through their failures and their shortcomings that we begin to understand, hey, I could do that. I I can relate. Moses thought, who would follow me if I can't even speak very well? And God says, I made your mouth. I will teach you what to say. And then excuse number five is this. He says, I know there's somebody else out there who's better than me. I know you can find someone else who will do it. And, uh, you know, Moses struggled with inferiority. He compared himself with others, uh, more competent people. In verse 13, it says, Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. And then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he is on his way to meet you now, and he will be delighted to see you. 
Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. And um, so, you know, what Moses was doing was he was caught up in the comparison trap. He said, somebody else is going to do better. And you're always going to find somebody out there who's doing better than you. And you'll find people who are doing worse than you. It's a trap either way. uh, Because when you find someone who's doing better than you, then all of a sudden you feel uh, down, you feel less than. But when you find somebody you're doing better than, you feel all puffed up with pride. And either way, you're not having the attitude that is appropriate, that is right for a leader. And so uh, don't compare yourself to someone else. They have unique skills and gifts and abilities, but you have what God has given you. And your responsibility is to use it well. And so God says, I will let Aaron go with you and help you, but it's still you that I'm calling. It's still you that needs to go. And and so my challenge to you today as we wrap this up is simply this. We all have plenty of excuses, but uh, excuses need to be thrown out the window. Ditch your excuses and develop into the leader that God has called you to be. You see, I believe God has called you. He has a call on your life, and you are a leader. So be a great leader. Thank you so much for being with me uh, for this episode of Leadership Factory. And if this has been helpful to you, would you do me a favor and share it with some others? And please subscribe so you won't miss any of these uh, exciting lessons from Leadership Factory. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. Have a great day.